Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. It is World Sexual Health Month. You thought it was just World Sexual Health Day this week? Nope. It is World Sexual Health Month. All of September, I'm going to try to bring topics to you in these mini casts that are a little bit more on the sexual health side. But today's topic, I really just felt compelled to talk about. And I, I do feel at the end, it, it I'll get it to relate back to sexual health. Okay, so bear with me. You know that I like to pluck topics from experiences or conversations that I have or things that I see on social media throughout my uh, just my daily routine. And this week, a topic came up which was about the use of pronouns. So I want to talk a little bit more about why it's important for what I really want to dive into today is something that's been brought to my attention recently and that's why it's important for cisgendered people to use their pronouns for those of you who may not know very much about what i just said so let's say first off cisgender that's what i am i my gender identity corresponds with my birth sex i am a cisgendered female so i was born a female i identify I was born biologically a female. I identify as a female. I'm cis. We know most of us these days understand trans, but cis is a term that has been utilized more and more in the last few years. Some people have even asked me, well, why do we need to have a term for that? And the way I've explained it is to only identify what we call out groups is in itself just biased. So it's not that we're trying to put everyone into a box or a category. It's simply saying, you know, there's a term out there for everything. Certainly, again, it's not about just trying to figure out how to treat somebody. But again, if we're only putting labels or identifiers or things like that on people who fall on the edges of the bell curve, I think is the best way to put it, then... That's just not right. So that's why cis exists. A friend of mine posted this week about how they were out and they were approached by a stranger and got into what they described as about a 10 minute conversation about what they prefer for their pronouns. And really why my friend posted about this wasn't to shame that person or to um, express any, any anger. It was just more about expressing how they felt really uncomfortable that a complete stranger was coming up to them and and asking them about their pronouns, which I totally get. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know the circumstances. What I posted and said, well, there's one of two things here. Maybe they've had a very personal experience recently where someone in their life came out as transgender or non-binary and they've got some questions and they don't really know who to turn to and This person um, does present more on the non-binary scale, so maybe they just felt like 
they could walk up to this person at a bar and start asking questions. On the other hand, maybe this person's just a jerk and they're nosy and you've just got to figure out a really nice way to tell them to fuck off. Did this person maybe make the best decision by going up to a complete stranger and asking questions and then drawing it out into an uncomfortable level? Probably not. Who knows what the real situation was or why that person felt comfortable going up to somebody and discussing pronouns. Part of me slightly glad that that conversation was had. Um, discomfort can lead to all sorts of really interesting conversations and, and often through discomfort is where we learn our, our biggest lessons in life. So for my friend, her biggest lesson was probably about what boundaries do I need to put up or what questions do I need to ask that person at the beginning when they come at me and start asking me questions? Like maybe you need to turn on to that person and say, okay, so you're asking about pronouns. All right, well, well why is that? Doesn't mean that person who's been asked the question has to actually respond about what their pronouns are um, or even why they choose the pronouns that they choose. But it can put the, but it puts the conversation, it puts it back in the, the question asker's court so that you can really understand their intent. Because seriously, if they're just being nosy, just it's none of their business, you can shut that conversation down. If they're really trying to open up a door, to conversation, to understand more and to learn and to grow. It's not necessarily your job to teach them. <laughs> it is not a non-binary or a trans person's job to educate the public. But it could be an opportunity. And right now we're in this kind of really weird area where some people are jerks and some people are just trying to grow. So if that person who's being asked about their pronouns feels comfortable enough to find out what that person's intent is and then kind of go from there and see what happens with the conversation, you know, I would encourage that as, as a way to kind of maneuver through a situation like that. If you were in, again, my friend's same situation where someone just approached them and asked about their pronouns. So I have a guest coming on my show. Um, I've already done the interview. They are non-binary and gender fluid. Um, and we had the conversation about why it's really important for cisgender people like myself to put, you know, like to put their pronouns in their email signatures or on their social media um, or to wear a button or whatever, which I've got a button. I have a wristband that I wear to events sometimes. Um, and I did since that podcast recording actually add it to my e email signature. So. That interview with Max will air probably next week. Since I had that conversation, I, I saw some of the debate and it really struck me, uh, again, based on my friend's post, and I've seen some other things out there about this, of some cisgender people have the initial reaction, like say their organization asks them to please put their pronouns in their email signature. And I saw some comments saying, um, we just added it to our email signature and I'm kind of meh about it. Well, I looked at that person's profile and that person is cisgendered. Uh, another person was just kind of like, well, why, why would I do that? Or why would anybody do that? If you know what you are and people can look at you and tell what you are, what's the point? Well, the point is really about raising awareness and raising comfort level for people who are trans and who are non-binary. You know, I added it obviously because I'm a sex coach and I kind of feel guilty that I didn't think of it before. 
but it is what it is. It's added to my email signature now that I've had that conversation with Max. And you know, I did kind of touch on some of these things a bit with my interview with Jay Pryor. Again, I, I do my best to increase awareness about um, pronouns when I'm in person by either wearing a button or wearing a wristband that's got my she, her, and hers. But I have had to work to, to consciously integrate that into my practice. Like, I even think about how moving forward when I do public speaking engagements, I need to say my name is Kristen. I identify as she, her, and hers. Simply because my privilege allows me to move through the world without having anybody question my gender identity. I'm never going to have someone randomly walk up to me in a bar and ask me how I identify. That privilege, though, means that I can use it to get other people to feel more comfortable with understanding that someone may look at you and say, I identify as they and them, or they present as androgynous and you're guessing, and then they say, I identify as he, him, and his. Integrating using my pronouns is gonna help increase acceptance for somebody that's got to walk into a room and, and identify their gender identity to everyone else there. The reason increasing acceptance is so important is because we are living in a time where violence against trans and non-binary people is at an alarming high, especially for trans women of color. Most of them are young, they're in their 20s to 30s. As Laverne Cox just posted on Instagram today about two murders of two young black trans women, and it's kind of almost bringing a tear to my eye right now. She was saying, they're just babies. They are, they're really, they're... Unfortunately, a lot of the trans folks who, um, who are dying these days are young black trans women. Amnesty International reports that 26% of trans folks have reported being physically assaulted. That is 1.6 times higher than the general population. Fuck. I'm getting emotional about this. But I can't help it. These could be people I know one day. These could be my friends one day that I'm reading about in the paper or I'm reading about on the Human Rights Campaign's website. And it breaks my heart. It really does. 10% of trans folks have been sexually assaulted. And that's 1.6 times higher also than the general population. Trans people are 1.4 times more likely to experience hate in a public place. And all those stats come from the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs. Again, as reported by Amnesty International. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's, again, why it's whew, making me so upset. You know, part of me thought about just re-recording this section and pulling all the emotion out of it. But this is me. <laughs> this is me. I would tear up about this if I was talking to you in person because it breaks my fucking heart. All this violence occurs because there's so much anti-trans and non-binary stigma. And stigma occurs when people have not been exposed to something or they don't understand it or they choose to ignore it. They choose to ignore that it's reality or that it's fact or that it exists. 
the best way that I know how to make the room feel more comfortable for someone who has to walk in and identify their gender to other people so that they can be called the pronouns that they prefer. To be an ally, I have to take those steps and start using my pronouns, and so do you. Trans and non-binary folks should not be the only ones having the conversation. They should not be the only ones standing in a circle of people saying, I'm Jay and I go by they and them. By me standing in my privilege and saying what my pronouns are, that means that I can open that conversation up to anybody else in the circle who might have been struggling with speaking up and saying, you know, you've been identifying me as a she this whole time and really I go by he and his. And I'd really appreciate it if uh, you call me my, my preferred pronoun. A lot of times they're not going to say that last part, but in their heads, that's exactly what they're, they're thinking. And that's just, that's all they want. Trans and non-binary folks simply want to be able to look someone in the eye and feel like they're, they're seen for who they really are. One of the simplest steps you can take if you're listening to this podcast, not only share this show with somebody who maybe needs to hear it, but also start taking steps to increase awareness and comfort level for anybody else in the room who doesn't have your cisgendered privilege. It can start with simply adding your pronouns to to your email signature. It can start with simply adding pronouns that you prefer in your email signature. It can be adding it to your social media into that bio there. It can be by doing what I do and wearing one of the, the wristbands or a button when you're out and about. It can be about looking someone in the eye and shaking their hand and calling them by their preferred pronoun when you know that they're in a room full of people who don't know them and don't understand them and maybe you're going to give that person the power to stand tall in their gender identity and move about the world feeling more and more confident with time. Allies are needed. Allies are wanted. And if you want to know how to support the trans and non-binary people in your life better beyond this, ask them. I'm not saying walk up to a random stranger and ask them what their pronouns are. I'm saying if you've got a friend in your life who identifies as transgender or non-binary, tell them you want to be the best ally that you possibly can. What is it that you can do to be there for them and to be there for other people that are like them. They'll tell you. They will tell you all day long what it is they need from the community in order to feel loved and accepted and not like someone that's an outgroup or an outlier. There's so much variety in humanity. They're just one part of the rainbow. They really are. We all are. Okay, now that you got to hear me get all emotional and then recover my shit, I wish you all a very, very happy, hey, it's, again, it's World Sexual Health Month. You know, my last episode was about World Sexual Health Day, but September is actually World Sexual Health Month. So I hope that you found this conversation interesting. I mean, I suppose when it comes to how this relates to sexual health, first and foremost, it relates to love and acceptance of gender identity. I hope I increase some awareness for some of you about both cis and this very particular trans issue. 
Sexual health, part of it is about being able to move about the world freely and express yourself as you see fit and to be free of sexual coercion, to express your sexual energy with whomever you choose in a consensual manner. What I hope for in this world as we all become more and more aware of all the different aspects of the human condition and the human experience is that everyone in the world moves about it freely without the worry of sexual violence. I want everyone to be safe. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be out, out and whatever that means for you. Just get out there and live an authentic life. I went to a breakfast this morning and she was talking about uh, authenticity. And so I'll just leave you on this point. Basically, the, the point of what she was saying about when you're showing up being authentically yourself, no one ever has to worry about which version of you is going to show up that day. So all I wish for all of my trans folks, non-binary folks out there is that you're able to continue to move about in the world and be your authentic self and find love and acceptance or find allies who will fight for you, find community who will be there for you. We're slowly but surely all working hard together to make this world a better place for everybody, no matter what their sexual identity or orientation may be. It's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing as a sex coach. So thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called The Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.